these verses of Bhaja Govindam or Mohamudkara, the Acharyas have called it as a bouquet of flowers. Just as a flower which blooms with its beauty, wafting its fragrance, in the same way, when you see a flower, even from a distance, it appears to us with its colors, with its arrangement, beautiful. It is those who go closer to it can smell its fragrance. But it is only the dexterous bee that folds its wings and dives deep into the heart of the flower that gets to experience its nectar. In the same way, even just hearing the chanting of these beautiful poetical verses gives us a sense of beauty. But when we get closer to it and try to understand even its obvious meaning, it wafts its fragrance and we can begin to get that sweet fragrance, that beautiful scent. But it is only when in contemplation we fold the wings of our mind and intellect and together dive into contemplating on the deeper meaning of these beautiful flowery verses, we begin to experience that immortal nectar, that amrita in these verses. Therefore, the Acharyas have called these verses as a bouquet of flowers. The first 12 verses added by the uh, added to it is the refrain verse. The 12 verses are called as a bouquet of 12 flower, flowers. And the following 14 verses are a bouquet of 14 flowers. And then again, last four verses are blessing words of the great Guru Shankaracharya himself. When Bhagwan Shankaracharya was probably speaking to that old man who was sitting and memorizing just grammar rules stuck in the means, not using it to reach higher goals. And that too also when life has almost ebbed away. These outpourings of compassion, full of love, concern, but at the same time, like a whip to wake us up from our slumber. Therefore, Puja Gurudev 
has said very beautifully in the introduction of Mohamudkara that there is no softness, no delicate consideration in the approach to correct the erring man. It whips up, it slashes with a cruel cat o' nine tails on the back of man because of the urgency. When the house is on fire, no formalities need to be respected. In waking up, your respected elders, parents, wife or children. The urgency of the moment demands that they must be awakened immediately. Thus, here in Mohamudgara are few criminally sweet slashes with a kindly cruel whip of horrible impatience coming with a hateful love for the welfare of the beloved disciples still sleeping in samsara's sorrows when the house of life is ablaze with death. It is with such loving anxiety that Shankaracharya has given these whips. But saints and sages do not really scold others. It is always their own mind. At the same time, Shankaracharya, who had now become a great Acharya, a great Guru, naturally had a lot of following and many of his disciples must be behind him. And even though he was talking to that old man who probably was not even capable of hearing or even taking into account the loving message given by the great Acharya. In a way, it is called the in-law technique. That when an elderly in-law sees their daughter-in-law, son-in-law doing something that needs to be corrected, they know that if you directly correct them, they will get offended. So very often, the sound of the whip is in the front, but is hitting back. So they would scold either their own son or daughter, but the message goes out loud and clear even to the son-in-law and the daughter-in-law. Therefore, it's called the in-law technique. And here, Bhagwan Shankar Acharya was probably at that time not just awakening that one old person there, but all around him, everyone, including his disciples who are following him, and not to forget what is the real purpose for even following the path of spirituality. And here, Shankaracharya gives that call to all the disciples to awaken them to their true purpose. And here it seems that all the disciples who were with him got the message. And each disciple to tell the master 
that we have understood your teachings and we assure you that we will imbibe in these teachings. Each one gives their own self-reflection as an offering of flowers at the feet of their Guru. And as these teachings are from the Guru himself, no disciple other than reflecting it within himself brings out his reflection, brings out any new knowledge. We continue to think that these are words of the great Acharya himself. And here the verse hits to all those who wear just external attires and forget the real purpose behind their uniforms, their costumes, their symbols. And here it is said, Jatilo mundi lunchita keshaha Kashayambar bahukrita veshaha Pashyanna pichana pashyati mudaha Yudharani mittam bahukrita veshaha Bhajago vindam bhajago vindam govindam Bhajamudhamate Jatilaha Some with matted hair Mundi Some with hair shaven Some Lunchita Keshaha Plucking off their hair so that it won't grow back quickly Kasha Kashaya Ambara Wearing ochre robes and different colored robes also, whether white, yellow, purple, or different emblems and symbols, or different caps or coverings on their head, parading in all these costumes. Pashan apicha na pashati mudaha. And very often, such deluded ones, even those seeing, do not see. And most of these uniforms, costumes, external symbols, paraphernalias boil down to that basic need. Udara nimittam bahukritaveshaha. Wearing all these costumes only to find an easy means to fill their bellies. In the larger sense, this verse points out that very often in the name of religion, spirituality, or even the various professions, we begin to live forgetting the real purpose, the real ideal, the real value, the real necessity of that uniform, that costume, that profession, or that line of service, or that path of spirituality or religion. And very often it becomes an occasion only, like all the professions in the world, to fill 
or eat food just for the necessities of life very often taking to a convenient way of filling our bellies thus shankaracharya or his disciples are whipping backwards so that we check ourselves that do we live up to those principles of that profession that uniform that line of work that role or duty we have taken up in our life are we living up to that or is it that every profession every line of work becomes only means to make a living or to fill our bellies udara nimittam bahukrita veshah one beautiful story was told to us that there was once a thief who dared to go and steal the queen's necklace it happened to be her wedding necklace she was furious and she insisted that that necklace be brought to her back the king himself went on the chase of that thief with his army the thief ran the thief escaped and trying to run away from the king who if he would have caught him with the queen's necklace obviously he would meet his death he ran and came across a hermitage the hermit was not there but one of his ochre robes were hanging there quickly he wore those ochre robes and he sat down as though as a great ascetic a great hermit in meditation but sat there quietly hiding the necklace when the king came seeing the footsteps and came into the hermitage and with all the noise and commotion that was created when he saw that hermit in meditation the king with his crown bowed down to that hermit paid his respect apologized to the hermit for having disturbed his meditation as well as having neglected his hermitage which was in his kingdom without seeing whether he would be able to provide for such an ascetic he was apologetic he was bowing down seeking blessings that thief in the disguise of that hermit realized that what honor the king was giving him just because of the robes that he was wearing and he thought to himself that how great must be the person who wore that robe that even the king bows down to him and he was misusing 
that robe to fulfill or to protect himself for the crime that he had done. He immediately realized, he could see, he realized that if such an honor the king gives to the robe, then the wearer of the robe, how he or she must be. Immediately he surrendered to the king and gave back the necklace, asked for forgiveness. This would have been very embarrassing for the king and thank God it was not social media. It would have been blasted and it would have gone worldwide that the king bowed down to a thief. But the king was also wise. He said that if this transformation has come in you by seeing the real worth of what these robes mean, then you are already transformed and you could have escaped, but you were honest. I bow down to you in spite of you having stolen the necklace before this transformation took place. Therefore, what people respect is the ideal, what people trust is the ideal that that costume, attire stands for. But what is outside, as well as the motivation that is inside the mind, can be very different. Everyone who wears a khadi cap is not necessary living to Gandhi's principles. Everybody in certain religious clothes may not necessarily be living up to those ideals. At the same time, everyone who carries a stratoscope is not less necessarily living up to the oath that they had taken to cure the person. So this is not just about those who are parading in various costumes. It is for all of us to examine that what we represent outside is it our inner motivation? We must check ourselves that the professions that we have taken up to, are we living up to the ideals of that profession? This is not just for people in ochre robes and cheating the people, etc. In every possible uniform, outside people represent one thing, but inside their motivation could be only just to have an earning to, for their livelihood. That's all. And especially people on the spiritual path have to constantly remind ourselves what is the purpose for which we took up to this path. It is not by wearing symbols or wearing various costumes or attires that one becomes spiritual. They are only, like any uniform, an external symbol to remind us what we should be living and what people can expect out of a doctor, a lawyer, a sadhu. And therefore, 
here the whip is on one's own back to ask oneself that are we inwardly the same as we express ourselves outwardly and what is the true purpose behind the profession we have taken up what is the nobler purpose behind it once we understand that then outer paraphernalia is not necessary but represents an ideal that we need to live up to therefore in whichever profession whatever role whatever path we are following what those symbols what those uniforms what those costumes represent those ideals we have to work within ourselves otherwise every profession every education is basically only to make a living to fill or to satisfy our hunger therefore bhagwan shankaracharya says bhaja govindam bhaja govindam govindam bhaja mudhamati hunger and thirst have to be fulfilled but at the same time that is not just the purpose of life having fulfilled our hunger and thirst got the vitality and energy we must pursue something higher something nobler and therefore seek govinda seek govinda seek govinda and even the spiritual path is for not anything else but to be free to seek govinda that is why bhaja govindam bhaja govindam govindam bhaja mudhamate so someone might say that's why i don't follow all these religions etc and you know that's why you just live your life but now shankaracharya in the next verse points out that neither by showing or fighting for some religious dogmas or even wearing certain costume that makes you spiritual devotee or noble nor just living a life of careless indulgence does one become free so he will be pointing out that and a sad picture of those who live not just a hypocritical life but that's why i just express what is inside me you know and live a life of sensuality what about them this is what verse by verse bhagwan shankar acharya makes us look into our own flaws defects and correct it so that that for which 
we took up a certain profession. That duty we took up with a certain role that we have taken up. That path, whether religious or spiritual, we have taken up. Let us understand or remind ourselves the true purpose behind it and live up to that purpose which inspired us. That noble purpose we should never forget. Therefore, Bhaja Govindam, Bhaja Govindam, Govindam Bhaja Mudhamati. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.